Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, welcome to part two of a discussion on maturity. I'm joined by Tez Ilias, Bobby Mayer, and Donna Preston. And Bobby, can I just say, like, when you... Sorry. when If you find Harriet boring when she's serious, what happened when she was in labour? Did you find that really boring? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I was... Um, I thought I would get in there and I'd be the guy shouting, breathe, you know? Like, I thought that was my role. But when I, by the time I got there... She was using an app that was telling her going to breathe, so I had no purpose at the birth. <laughs> and it and I had a lot of empathy for how much pain she was in, but after a while it was quite boring actually, and I did go on my phone. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> There was a moment within ten minutes of my child being born where I was checking my email. Because it's like I can only do and she was like, Don't look, get away from me, don't look at anything. I was just told to sit in this chair quite far away from all the action. And yeah, I was bored, but that was less because it was serious and more because I, there was nothing for me to do other than be like, well, I hope this goes well. And then also, <laughs> but there was, uh, my one moment, the kid was uh, uh, still in the sack. So the the baby didn't look like a baby. It just looked like um, a sack of fluid, which was disgusting. It looked like um, an alien. And then Harry, but the head was out, but then she had to do one more push. So the, half the head oh, was out and it looked like oh. a little fucking alien. And then Harriet was like, how does she, how does she look? And I was like, well, she looks all right. Hopefully better soon. But like, it was a hard, I couldn't lie and say she looks like, great. Like I really. Oh, she looks like you. <laughs> I thought she was birthing an alien. Oh my God. Ted, just, just before we move on, did you, given that you've gone on to be such a, like a funny guy and have a funny career, how the hell did you suppress that? that more playful side of your personality when you're doing stuff like counter-terrorism and anti-slavery. It was hard. The first job I ever got when I went to the home office straight, like, you know, a couple of years after uni, they put me down in Croydon and I was in an office full of middle-aged women. And I was a 22-year-old Northern Asian bloke and I was down in Croydon working with all these, like, Southern middle-class middle-aged women. And I just didn't feel like feel like I fit in. And not their fault, I just wasn't... Cultu- culturally, we were from very, very different places. I would just come out of uni very immature, I was getting to the office at 10 past 10 every single day and they'd have, they'd have been in there by 8.30 every single day. So it was like, it, I just I just didn't feel like it was for me. And then when I moved into offices that were populated and staffed by people more of a similar age to me or with, with, a, with a more similar background and stuff, I felt like I felt like it was slightly easier. And then the 10 years that I was there, I always felt like I didn't quite fit in. And I always felt different to everyone. And then when I found the hobby, the stand-up hobby that it was initially, 
I was like, oh, this is what I'm meant to be. This is why, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I'm not meant to be in an office working with people and all that sort of stuff. Like, I do miss the people a lot sometimes, but I don't miss working. It just wasn't for me. Did you ever, like, float or attempt any banter or humour or immature behaviour that went wrong when, when they were in a, seri- a serious meeting about... <laughs> all the time, like... <laughs> but I mean, the stakes are much higher. It's not like you're in a marketing meeting. You could be talking yeah, yeah. about how to make Wembley Stadium secure from a firebomb attack. You're like... <laughs> I I had a meeting with um, you know Cressida Dick the leader the the, the yeah, boss yeah. of the Met yeah. so I met Cressida Dick anymore. Yeah, yeah, not exactly. anymore so I met Cressida Dick when she was the assistant commissioner in 2011 because I was working in counter-tourism for the Olympics and <laughs> I met her I can't remember what it was about but that she found out I was doing stand-up like because I'd been doing it for a year at that point someone must someone must have told her like you're meeting this guy oh, he's a, he's a, he's a stand-up in the evenings and so she asked me to tell her a joke and I don't really have joke joke I don't have uh, like I don't have one-liners oh, no. so that I was like oh no I don't really and she goes go on go on like almost like go on and you didn't say I can't be near bacon or something like that did but, you? no I just I, I couldn't <laughs> like think of anything police joke. I, I think that, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that week I I was watching telly and Jimmy Carr was on and Jimmy Carr did an Olympics joke which is a very it's a very very Jimmy Carr joke and that's the only joke I had in my head so I said to her <laughs> oh, I, I don't really write one liners but I heard Jimmy Carr say something funny the other day and she went what was it and I went oh Jimmy Carr said well say what you want about the Iraq war and the Afghanistan war but it does mean we're going to have an amazing Paralympic team <laughs> And then, she, oh, and then no, the assistant God. commissioner of the Metropolitan Police looked at me and she went, so why have we got this meeting Stop today? It. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to do like a risk assessment for an event yeah. that could cause serious injury. Oh, my so God. basically I, I died in front of the assistant commissioner of the Metropolitan Police <laughs> with a you joke that wasn't co- even mine. You think these cops would have a good sense of humour? They're in their right? WhatsApp they're in their WhatsApp groups being racist yeah, all the time. It's like, come on, let's laugh. You got any racist shit, Tess? Come on, we love that. I can forward it on. <laughs> also, talking about so, uh, we could move on to social media. Actually, um, you, you know, do you, how do we think social media is affecting how quickly or slowly we mature? Is it a sort of a way of staying younger, longer, and, and hanging on to playground type habits? I mean, Facebook in particular, is, I feel, still feels like I'm at school in the playground. Things I'd got rid of years ago. Emotions I hadn't felt. So I'm, I'm, I'm an age where I had a, a period where I've left school. There is no social media. Then social media's started. I didn't miss the popularity contests and the you're not my friend anymore. And all someone's noticed what I'm wearing. I wasn't missing that shit. <laughs> it wasn't like well, I can't wait to feel ignored again I deleted my personal Facebook profile like five six years ago because of because of that right. it's too much and everyone's uses it as like a sort of a, a diary and these are people that you don't know really because you know on Facebook you especially doing what we do you end up mess, amassing a lot of friends that you don't really know because you, that, it's like Pokemon you just end up collecting them and then someone that you don't, that you barely remember that you might have met once just pulls their heart, heart out on Facebook and you're like am I meant to be <laughs> Am I meant to be doing something about this? Am I? I love that though. I love having an acquaintance, <laughs> and they are just having like a constant breakdown, and I get to watch it through statuses. <laughs> That's a great time. I will. I'll like posts. I want to encourage. I'm like, give me more. Tell I'm me like, what's going on. Am I meant to reach out here? Am I meant to send them a DM asking them if they're okay? Because I'm like, I don't no. know this person. I don't want to get stuck. Yeah. 
Donna, what do, what do you think? Do you think it's taken us back to the, the playground a little bit? I mean, even the darker side of it, the bullying, the name-calling, the gangs, the identity... Social media has made this stuff a lot worse. It's taken us... We're sort of stuck at the cruel 13-year-old stage. I think that's the problem, isn't it? it there's so much cyberbullying within it. It makes me, personally... I don't really go on it a huge amount. I feel like I have to post a little bit to be like, I'm still alive, hi, (laughs) you know, I'm open for jobs, but also like I'm not posting when I'm in a taxi going to work. I'm not (laughs) posting in a dressing room. I don't know because I've, uh, of my face. I mean, actually I have done that quite a bit recently just because (laughs) I'm just like, oh fuck, I haven't got anything to say. But um, I look at people on social media who honestly make me laugh and I think this, this is great. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. But there's so much bullying on there. I don't, I personally don't want to go back in my life. Like, do you know what I mean? I got bullied to shit when I was at school. It does feel like school on there, doesn't it? Right? Yeah. I don't want to get bullied again. Like, I've, I feel, you know, I'm 36. Like, I'm a grown adult. Like, I don't need that shit in my life. So that's why I kind of, I kind of very much filter it. I, th- I think I'm at a healthy stage, mm. I think, of the old socials, hopefully. How do you find it, Bobby? With, obviously, with um, Elon Musk buying Twitter, he's threatening to make mm. it an even, the playground even more devoid of teachers. I mean, imagine a playground with no teachers whatsoever. I mean, it's so boring. The idea that, like, Twitter is good and is going to get worse. It's like, it's awful and it's going to get more awful, whatever. You want to just unfollow everyone and post because we are comedians and that's, we ha- like, you feel like you have to to stay relevant in our job. But but then you don't want to be the guy who follows no one because they always look like, I always think, oh, you think you're fu- you think you're so cool. You don't have to follow anybody, really, and we're <laughs> going to follow you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think social media just leaves us in a perpetual state of insecurity because you're always reading about how wonderfully... I mean, this is a cliche, but it's so true, is that what it keeps you... Every time you look at it, it gets you into the mentality that advertising gets you into. But it used to be you'd watch like a two-hour movie, like even like a TV movie 20 years ago, and there'd be a few commercials. So those commercials make you feel bad. Because you're not the people in the commercials, but then the movie makes you feel good. Whereas now, social media is just tweet after tweet making you feel like you are not good enough. Or or status or whatever, pla- or picture, whatever platform you're on. Just constantly making you feel like your life is not good enough and you are shit and it's like this is <laughs> this is and and if and and then there's always those people you ever get that question what's your hobby and it's like listen we all have the same hobby looking at our phone and feeling awful about ourselves yeah 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 and masturbation i, I um, obviously i'm on i'm on twitter like everyone else and i hate twitter so i hope i genuinely hope that elon musk ruins it enough for everyone in the center and center left and left so that they leave Twitter so then I don't have to be on it anymore. Yes, I'd because be so happy. I feel like I have to be on it because everyone else is on it and you use it to sell tickets, blah, blah, blah. But like, I just I just wish that no one that I know and respect, I hope they all leave, then I can leave. Yeah, you could just hand it, I think it's the time to hand it over to people who just use it as an information platform. Like just give your, if you've got an assistant or a management or an agent or, or whatever, if you're doing yeah. an outline of work where it just has gig listings and this and that. 
How funny would it be if we all left and then he had wasted $44 billion? (laughs) We all just leave today. Everyone's like, okay, yeah, let's prank him. We all leave. And he's just spent $44 billion on a pile of nothing. Except me me and Tez will go back on it and we go on there and be legends to everyone. Just doing doing battle all day long and selling the O2. Oh my God, I did that once at college college once, A-level, second year uh, biology. The teacher didn't turn up. So it was like 10 minutes into the lesson. And I just went, oh, apparently if the teacher doesn't turn up after 10 minutes, you can all leave. Like we can leave. That's a rule. I made it up. And so then everyone left. And I went down the corridor, down the flight of stairs, along the corridor again, back up, back into the room. And then the teacher came in 15 minutes late. And he went, where is everyone? And I went, oh, I don't know. Just I'm the only one here. Fantastic. I don't I don't know whether that is evil or genius <laughs> or both. <laughs> it made great. me laugh in my head. I couldn't work it out either. But I was like, I don't know if this is good or bad, but it's... Definitely made me laugh. <laughs> so, just to finish off, I want to talk about uh, relationships. Obviously, we t- you've touched on it a bit, Donna. But when you when you're into long term relationships, do you tend to be the more mature one, or have you had relationships where you're not and you are? And does it vary? I know I was a bit sort of lost my way a little bit before I met Lindsay, and I definitely she sorted me out. She's like, "Stop wearing eyeliner. You look like a prick." Was the first oh. was the first honest sentence, and then lots of honest sentences followed from there. She's fucking got me sorted, basically. And I think you look nice with eyeliner, though. Thank, I know. I'll, 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 I think you'd look nice. Yes, yeah. I think you look nice either way. Yeah, thank once you. in a while, yeah, you know what I mean. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But, um, I mean, relationships tend to have one sort of more together, mature one, and one, one more chaotic one. And I think that might be a good thing. 
But what pattern has your relationships followed? I've only been in two. One was very long, 11 years. And then one was just like a couple of years. But I've just always been the mature one, I guess. Like, you know, sorting out the bills, doing this, doing that, cooking, cleaning, blah, blah, you know, 1940s housewife or whatever. It would be amazing if I ever did meet anyone again that they could take a little bit, just basically a 50-50 role, work in harmony together. That's all I'd want in a relationship. But that's not going to happen. I'm really negative. It's not the most unrealistic fucking aim I've ever heard from someone. <laughs> well, it wasn't like you wanted to solve is, climate change hard. by 2030. No, I mean, it's, it's something you should easily be able to get, really. I, it's, it, I, I can't. It's not like I'm begging. It's not like I'm sitting a bloody plinth in Trafalgar Square saying I'm desperate, feed me, literally with the vitamin D. You know. <laughs> After this, your DMs are going to be full of that, Cressida. Don't you worry about that. Do you think? <laughs> okay. Cressida to my DM. Uh, what about... <laughs> Tess, what about you? I mean, I think I probably know the answer, but in your long-term relationships, well, have you had many? Donna's only had two, she said. I've got a couple. Um, I find, like, I'm definitely the, the more immature one, the less responsible one, for sure. But I've also felt, like, in my current relationship, for example, like, I'm definitely the less responsible one when it comes to doing stuff. But I'm also the more calm one. So in situations that where people are rude to us in public or we get a rude waitress or you turn up somewhere and they're not very polite or bad customer service or whatever, I'm definitely the calmer one in that situation. I'm definitely the sort of like, ah, oh, so what? I'll be fine. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Whereas she gets a bit riled up by bad customer service or people who are rude in yeah, public I'll, to us and I'll stuff. One of those as Whereas well. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's fine, so what? Lindsay's hand, hand comes out. The hand comes out like a printer. Why is she speaking? The hand <laughs> 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 like we left the restaurant the other day and, and she goes, uh, I think it was last month. And she goes, oh, I'm going to write a bad review about that. And I'm like, why? Why? I'm like, why? I'm like, she, she goes, and she generally said the sentence. So no one else has to go through what we went through. And I went, we're not in the Ukraine. We're not in Basra. What did we, what do you mean? What did we go through? Like, I don't understand what we went through. It was fine. Like, it was just, someone wasn't that charming to us. We'll get over it. I agree. But also, sorry to interrupt here. You know, I always play devil's advocate and I, I always go, maybe they've had a really shit day. I'll give them three strikes. But if they, you know, I'm earning my money going out to a really lovely restaurant, yes. probably having 12 margaritas. I'm paying good fine money for those 12 margaritas. Yes. If someone's a bit shitty with me, I'm going to give them three strikes because it's not... <laughs> oh, I agree. But I, I would rather, in a hotel lobby, when it's going wrong, stand behind the plant while Lindsay complains and gets us an upgrade. And then when the dirty business, when the dirty business of complaining is done, I just emerge. Actually, I know when, it, when there's real trouble... We had, we had one thing at an airport... Uh, where it was, it was like twelve people waiting to board. You know, one of those planes to Jersey or Guernsey. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing to rush for. There's no drama. Who cares, right? And it was like the plane will be ready for boarding shortly, and everyone rushes to the rope in anticipation. We happened to be past, so we were first. And this big, like, fucking fat sort of Essex guy who stands to pretended not to understand the chaos of the queue, so he could go, "Oh, what's going on? There's no system here. Oh, look, I'm accidentally pushing to the front one, doing one of those." So what is my... But And Lindsay just turned to me, she went, take my passport and yours and go and stand separately from me. So I had to take all the documentation and stand separate because that's how serious the kickoff was going to be. And she's wow. goes, she just went for it. She went, excuse me, there is a system. You know damn well you've pushed in. That lady was here before you. You're going to wait in line like you fucking should. You're going to get back there. And he said, chill out, love. We're all getting on the same flight. <laughs> and she said, yeah, and I'm fucking getting on it before you, Bellend. Back. 
Oh my god, I love her. I absolutely love her. Why? She's Why? probably got Why? balls. That could be argued. Bobby, in, in your relationship, I think we know the answer to this one, but uh, have you tended to be the more mature together person? <laughs> Unlike Tessa, I'm less calm and less mature. So, but then I, I sometimes I would say I'm often better with money. I think sometimes there's an attitude in some relationships I've been in, not necessarily my current one, but some relationships where when there's money, it's like, oh, how can we spend all this money as quickly as we can? And I'm like, hey, what if we slow down on how quickly we spend all the money so we have some money? So, I mean, there's... (laughs) Take that, Martin Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) There's some things where I I would say that I, uh, I feel more mature than some of the partners I've had, but that's probably the only one is money. Otherwise, yeah. I don't I don't think I really um I'm usually being dragged into adulthood. I remember a situation where me and Bobby we were together and Harriet was there as well and we all kept very calm and mature. Remember that fight we got into in Edinburgh? That was amazing. Wow. Well, we, we all kept our calm. I was very proud of us. Come on, you can't tease us like that. There was a bar in Edinburgh where they didn't have tables. They had mattresses. It, it was a nice place, but it was yeah. weird. So there was like eight of us sitting on a mattress, and there was one guy sitting on this mattress, and we said, can we sit here? And he kind of grunted, so we thought that was a yes. We kind of sat around him. And then he got really angry, threatened to break my nose, I think. And then... <laughs> I said, oh, you're going to hit me. He said, yeah. I said, okay, I'll be right back. And then I went and reported him to the bar staff. And then the bar staff came, and eventually he was dragged out while the whole bar sang, na, 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 na. Which I started. Hey, hey, hey. I started that. That was, that was all Tez. <laughs> so Tez didn't threaten to get up punched. It was only you that attracted the violence, Bobby. No, I was, I was, I was diffusing him with humour. So I was just like, I was just like very much You were working of, um, using counterterrorism tactics. Yeah, to get I was using counterterrorism <laughs> tactics. To distract him while Bobby was calling the police. I think he was quite racist, wasn't he? Was he was a bit Tess? racist, yeah, yeah. Because well, he, he hated something. Canadians that much. He's no. <laughs> he called you he called you California wanker. Oh, which, yeah. I, which I thought was very funny. I I think there was one thing you didn't know though, is that I didn't like the guy. Um so and he was being quite rude. So I was just sitting on his foot intentionally and causing him oh, pain. And that was that was driving his anger. <laughs> he said he said some, he said something a bit racist. He said something a bit racist to me. And everyone in the group were like, "Oh, you can't say that whatever." And he goes, oh, "I'm not racist. I'm not racist." Like he's he sort of got his back up as as, as these yeah. people do. And so I just went I just went loud as possible to the bar. I went, "Listen, everybody, listen. Just want to clear this up." Just because this guy has said something racist, it does not make him a racist. Everyone needs to calm down. And he went, and he went, thank you. <laughs> I like the way he was more worried about being perceived as a racist than someone who's about to do like a serious assault to someone's face. He really wanted to break my nose and he was a lot bigger than me. It would have hurt. Yeah, like he had some yeah, weight yeah. behind him. So I'm glad he yeah, didn't punch yeah. me in the face. Yeah, I thought, I thought, we, had that. I thought we, we dealt with that really well. Yeah, I think I so mean, too. We are all, almost out of um, time here. I mean, I was going to talk about men being mature enough to talk about their feelings but we've touched on it so many more times in so many other episodes that I think I would rather talk about sexual maturity at the end because it's not something we've ever spoken about before not in the sort of Prince Andrew sense but in the uh, in the sense that it seems to be men mature sexually we're sexually active earlier but our actual sort of empathetic sexual maturity seems to come later so we've got the worst of both worlds we're going like a sewing machine in a power surge from age 12, 
but unable to be mature enough to use the tackle properly, sometimes until a guy is nearly 30. I'm really happy that my sex drive has dropped. It has, it's dropped to probably what is a normal level. And I would be happy if it went away. I <laughs> I feel plagued by my sex drive. It's annoying. Mm. It's distracting. And although it gives me joy, I'm like, can we just, can you just go away so I can get things done? It can't be a coincidence that if men mature at 46, that can't be a coincidence that is around the age when libido almost completely disappears. <laughs> that, that, I mean, those two things must be linked. <laughs> you know, that is fucking an amazing discovery by Nobel Prize winning Tez Ilyas. <laughs> Uh, so, Donna, what do you uh, what do you think? I mean, there, there used to be the uh, just flicking through Cosmo as a teenager, trying to learn things about women. The stereotypes type seem to be that women don't reach their full peak and able to have the confidence to say what they want in the bedroom and know their own bodies till they're nearly thirty. So, theirs isn't sexual maturity. Theirs is a sort of shyness about their own bodies that seems to go on for ages, for whatever reason. Patriarchy, the Victorian era, who fucking knows? But what's your opinion on the whole mess? Um, well, yeah, it is an absolute mess and a disaster. But I think, like, now I've just got to the point where I just don't like to waste time. So <laughs> I just, it's what just... Can you buy me a drink? Can I wake in, you off? Yeah, exactly. Done. Pretty much, pretty much. Because I know, right, if, if I'm meeting someone on, say, for example, a dating app, and I'm like, what are you looking for? Whatever. And they'd be like, you know, I'm looking for, like, hanging out and playing, like, having dates and, like, just having nice times. I'm like... Really, what what are you looking for? They're like, well, it'd be nice to just, you know... Okay, so just sex. Okay, fine. So a drink and sex, fine. Absolutely fine. Because sometimes you just don't have time to have a relationship. And I know this might sound really cold, but it's nice to do your work at a weekend, have a quick dip and carry on. Of course. You know, it's like a little... Sounds hot rather yeah. than cold to me. I got, I got quite turned on during that story. <laughs> yeah, that's hot, Donna. Donna, something's hot. That's the hottest thing in the world to a married man. And someone be like, oh, I just well, want to know. I'm literally just going to press pause on iPlayer, nosh someone off, and I'll be back in, back in 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, and it makes it does make me sound very, I don't know, some would say sluggish, um, but you could say empowered feminist in control of your own I know, destiny. Live your life. And then that's what uh, thanks, Bibes. That's what I feel like I have got to the point in my life. You know, I, I do feel like that because I am single, I can do what the fuck I want. So yeah, in terms of confidence, though, you know, we've we've all got we're all self conscious with our bodies and blah blah. But you know, you leave stuff on, you get the dominatrix or dominatrix stuff out. Jeez. Oh, there we go. And uh, yeah, I don't actually. Well, sometimes I do. No, you um, make you make then... him do it. You make the sex slave do it. Get your own dominatrix stuff out. <laughs> You little shit. You're nothing to me. Put the ball in your mouth, you're you bastard. Fucking loser. Yeah, that's, oh, that's going to make me come. Stop it. <laughs> transfer the money in my account right now, you uh, bastard. Uh, uh, um, but yeah, um, so I don't even know if I answered that properly. I was going off on one. Um, just thinking about my next dip, really. Get what you need, Donna. <laughs> we, could, we could talk all day, but it's time to pull my finger and end this debate. Uh, thank you very much to Donna Preston, Tez Ilias and Bobby Mev. We've been discussing maturity here. If you've come here as fans of any of our three guests today, highly likely, please hang around. Do hit subscribe. Do leave a rating and do leave a review. Even an immature one that just says this whole podcast smells of fart. That's a win in my book. <laughs>
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 